0: welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jazz Wilson, and it's just me again today. I know, I know. You love hearing the sound of my voice in your ears. We are on Series 4, Episode 20. But when I said it was just me, I may have told a little, little fib, because I do have a wonderful guest with me today. Her name is Samantha Sam known to her friends, Marsden. She is the author of 100 Acting Exercises for 8 to 18 Year Olds. She's also teaching drama and writes for the stage. Hello, Sam.
1: Hello, Jazz. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are
0: you? I'm very well, thank you. Very excited. We've not had a guest for a long, long time and it's good fun to be back in... and and hearing about other people's lives.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for
0: asking. You are more than welcome. Sam, please do tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay, I'm Sam and I've been teaching drama for a long time now, for about 12 or 13 years. I started when I was really young. I was just 17 and part of a youth theatre and the teacher was off sick. And the head of the youth theatre said to me, oh, Sam, can you fill in and teach our 12 to 14 year olds? And I was like, oh my goodness, teach, I can't teach. But I taught and I absolutely loved it. And he offered me a job. And so I started teaching young. And then I went to go and train at Central School of Speech and Drama. Yeah, and I've been teaching ever since. I've been teaching for Stagecoach all around London and the Bath and Bristol area. And I've taught in private schools, in state schools, in special needs schools. And I started up my own youth theatre in 2012. And I taught there and I ran that. And it got really big really quickly. We started with 11 students. And then within a year, we had 250 students. Wow. um, Yeah, it went really big, really quickly. So I had to employ some other teachers to help me teach and it became more than a full-time job and it was wonderful. And then I had my son. So I took a bit of a break from teaching um, and started writing. And I wrote my book, 100 Acting Exercises for 8 to 18-year-olds. And I also write fiction, young adult fiction, uh, where I use lots of my drama activities actually to help me get in the creative mindset and I now live in France and I do a little bit of teaching out here I help students learn English through drama and I write for the stage as well. Wow
0: that's really cool so theatre has just been your life basically. <laughs>
1: that's that's it ha- so cool. Yeah, I started when I, I think I went to my first theatre group when I was about eight years old. I went to this lovely little drama club with a teacher called Lisa, and yeah, and I, when I was a teenager, I was part of two amateur dramatic societies, part of a youth theatre, involved with all my school stuff. like every night of the week I had rehearsals, and uh, my parents and teachers would be like, Sam, you've got to revise for your exams, you've got to I do more a academic... Show. I've got a show to do. <laughs> And sometimes they'd clash. Sometimes they'd have, yeah. And oh, and I got to perform at the Edinburgh Fringe as well, which you do as well, is that right?
0: Nice. Yes. So yeah, I performed at the Edinburgh Fringe. Oh my, that was many, many moons ago. That was two thousand and six. Yeah. We might time. Yeah, I think that was about
1: the time I was there. Wow. Yeah, we may have crossed paths
0: at some point. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, Sam, I've got some questions for you. Are you ready?
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I'm ready. So, what inspired you to write initially?
1: So, my book 100 acting exercises. I really wanted to write it because when I was running my youth theater and I was running after school drama clubs, I was getting a bit bored of some of the drama games because I've been playing them for like 5-6 years. And I thought, well, what happens if I start adapting them? What happens if I make them a little bit more classical? So I was reading lots of Stanislavski and lots of Meisner, And then I was kind of combining that with drama games. And I was experimenting in my classes with new material. Now, some of it didn't work. I didn't include those ones, Look. <laughs> but some of the activities really worked and I saw the activities transform students and transform their performances. And um, I got a lot of my students into drama school. I helped them through the audition process and I was really proud of that. And so when I was you know, had a young newborn and wasn't teaching anymore. I was thinking, I have to share these activities that I devised and that I created with my students. I really want people to continue to teach to teach them. And I have teacher friends, and they'd say to me, "Sam, your exercises are the best. Like, tell us, like." And they wanted them in emails and things. And I thought, I just need to get it all down, write it all down, and then share it with people. So that's why I wrote my book, One Hundred Acting Exercises, and. I'm so happy now because teachers are using it all over the UK. It's helping people. And so my activities that I created are in the classroom and in rehearsal spaces, which makes me happy.
0: Wow. That is really cool. Really cool. That's definitely something I think when back when I was training that my tutor would have used, definitely would have brought that into the classroom and gone, hey, look what we're doing today thumbing through this book and seeing seeing what fun game we can do. I do miss doing yeah. so games.
1: <laughs> They're so fun. And I really wanted the exercises in the book not just to be games, but to be something where you learn about the craft of acting and to make that fun. Because I felt like when I was at school, you had you know the really academic bit where you'd be studying Stanislaski and it was quite academic and got a bit boring. And then you had the really fun games. And I really felt like that there was a middle ground where you could combine the two and that was the aim of the book to make the academic stuff really fun and really practical uh, and actually although the book is called acting exercises for 8 8- to 18 year olds I've had so many adults <laughs> write to me actually this is really good for adults as well even drama school graduates you know who've done their three or four years training and they write to me and say your book's really useful and I'm like really you're like <laughs> have- yes, yeah, so I think it's good for adults as well Great. and a lot of it can be done on your own you can sit in your bedroom and do some of those exercises which mm-hmm. is cool during uh, lockdown with the virus uh, yes yeah, exactly so
0: any drama groups out there that need to perk up their rehearsals it, it, it could well work for you and work very well from what I read I did have a look at the snippet that is available and it is exactly as you describe. So it is the... It is the academic, classical side of theatre made fun. That's probably how I would describe it. Yeah, it was great. It was good. It was really good to read. Cool. Sam, what is your big ambition in life?
1: Yeah, so... My passion when I'm teaching drama is to help students find their creative voice. And I mean, for me, the most exciting moment is when a student follows their intuition and when they have their own ideas and they start feeling creatively liberated. So that's always been my passion and that's always been my aim. And now I write fiction for young adults and it's my aim in my fiction as well, the same as my drama teaching. So my big aim in life is to help young people and children to feel liberated and to follow their intuition and follow their hearts, follow their dreams and and be true to themselves. Wow, I love that. I love that
0: message that that, that comes across, especially to children so young. I mean, your book goes, it starts from eight, which is, is relatively young, but... a a nice age and kids are very intuitive and uh, pick up on the smallest things and hold you to every word. I find I've got an eight year old son and yeah, he would definitely, (laughs) definitely thrive off of that. I think.
1: I think I find children a lot easier to teach than adults because children are already there. They're already uh, liberated. They don't have too many inhibitions and, you do an improvisation with them and you're like, wow, you're, you're fantastic. And it's as people get older that you start getting more of these blocks and things that you have to get through.
0: Yeah. yeah. Very true. Very true. The insecurities start, start coming in as you get older, but I find it's nice to, to bring that out in adults and let them be silly and let them be fun and pretend they're kids again. That uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely uh. Nothing funnier than seeing a group of adults in a room all wandering around pulling funny faces at each other, yeah, good, good um Sam, do you have any hobbies or interests other than theater, like uh any teach and stuff, but anything anything else a bit different maybe?
1: Oh, a bit different. No, I'm going to feel really cliche here. I like yoga um, and meditation. I I enjoy meditating. Well, I don't know if I enjoy meditating. I enjoy the benefits of meditating. (laughs) Um, And yeah, reading. I love reading. Um, And I like playing video games sometimes. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) What, What type of video games? Oh, oh no! I'm really embarrassed to say I no, can't no, say. Go on, go
0: on. I will join you, so don't be embarrassed. is <laughs> that? Sorry, oh, no. I can't. I can't. You can't. Do you like <laughs> strategy I... games or role play or? <laughs>
1: no, I really can't. I'm too embarrassed.
0: Because <laughs> I quite like the strategy ones, so Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth Two. That's my kind of. Kind of game. Well,
1: I, I like like racing car games, and I quite like the fun ones. Like the... <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you find that the
1: games help with like your
0: fiction writing and stuff?
1: They do, actually. That's why I. Them. Oh. I think that it's the same part of the brain that's used. It's that kind of. Going into another world, and I think that's why I love reading as well, uh, and drama. It's just entering this fantasy world wholeheartedly. Make-believe, yeah. Good. It was really good.
0: Have you met any famous people, Sam? Anyone that you want to name drop?
1: Yeah, okay, so I've got quite a good story. Go on. So I lived in London for 10 years and I would walk everywhere and I'd walk from all my teaching jobs, I'd walk from school to school and one day I was walking and I was eating an apple and I was walking behind Great Ormond Street and I was in a world of my own and then ahead of me was somebody dressed as Jack Sparrow and I was like wow that's a really good costume and it was just me and Jack Sparrow in this tiny alleyway. And we were walking, getting closer and closer, and I was like, that costume is unbelievable. That must've cost a fortune to make. It has like every detail. And then I looked at his face and I was like, oh my God, the makeup they've done is amazing. I was like, oh, and he's gorgeous. (laughs) And then he looked at me and I was like face to face. I was like, oh, it is Johnny Depp. It was actually him and he gave me the cheekiest wink and the cheekiest smile. And He was possibly the most beautiful man I'd ever seen. He was much better looking in real life. And then I kind of carried on walking and played it cool and took like another bite of my apple. And I was like, it couldn't have been, it couldn't have been. And then in the next day in the Metro, there was pictures all over the place of Johnny Depp because he'd done a visit to Great Ormond Street. So it was definitely him. Wow. How crazy is that? Yeah, I loved it that he winked at me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You and Johnny Depp in an alley. Like, who would have ever thought, huh? (laughs) Yeah. But he loves London, though, doesn't he? He comes over secretly sometimes and plays in, I can't remember the name of the club, but he plays guitar and he just goes into the club unannounced and he's like, well, I'll just play. Oh. Yeah, he's he's like (laughs) Club 66 or something. It's something like that. Yeah, he loves London, absolutely loves London. That's awesome, you met Johnny Depp. Yeah. So cool. I did. Anyone else? Or Jack.
1: Um, Who else? I saw Kate Winslet once at a premiere. I was in a pub in London, I popped outside to meet my friend and then there was like a red carpet and I was like, why is there a red carpet here? And then I looked up and Kate Winslet was like in my face. And, and she was beautiful. (laughs) She she was doing an interview. She looked like a Greek goddess. Wow. Yeah.
0: Those are some like big names that (laughs) like, what about people from the theater world writing for the stage? You must've, must've met some, some West End stars.
1: Oh, well, like I have a few friends who are in shows. I have, one of my friends was the lead in Hairspray. And I taught with her. She taught the singing and I taught the acting. And I've I've got lots of friends that have done chorus work. I went to New York last year to go and meet with my literary agent. And she took, we went to go see Anastasia and she knew the lead male in Anastasia. So we got to go backstage and have a chat with him. And he had a youth theatre background and that's how he Um, knew my literary agent because they went to youth theatre together and and he helps lots of young people so that was nice I see, what did you think of Anastasia? I loved it, it was was a beautiful show it was the, like the staging was spectacular Oh, and the cast were out of this world the girl that played Anastasia Chrissy, someone she was just, her voice was spectacular do you think it'll come over here? Anastasia, uh-huh. um, I, don't, I think it's come off Broadway now, so I, I doubt that's looking very hopeful. Yeah, with everything happening in the world,
0: I suppose nobody nobody really knows what's going on.
1: Um, oh, I have another celebrity story. Go on. So, just before lockdown, in February, it was literally like about three or four weeks before everything happened with the virus, I went to go and see Dear Evan Hansen in London and... Um, in the row, in front of me, Stanley Tukey was sat there. So I kind of stared at him a bit. And he was with his wife, who's Emily Blunt's sister. And you could tell it was Emily Blunt's sister, because she looked like Emily Blunt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is Emily Blunt? No. Yeah, anyway, so they were sat in front of me. Yeah. But I go to theatre normally. Oh. Yeah, how crazy is that? <laughs> I,
0: w- I went to see Dior and Hansen in February, funny enough.
1: Oh, Did and, you? Yeah,
0: I didn't see anyone famous. Like, where, where was my ticket? <laughs> yeah, my wife took me for my Christmas. birthday. So,
1: yeah, yeah my husband took me a ticket for Christmas, to Dear Evan Hansen, and he got me a good seat because it was Christmas.
0: Yeah. So, uh, what did you think was of the re-
1: show? Oh, I loved it. I mean, I'd listened to the soundtrack non stop for oh. about a year beforehand. Yeah. Um, so, I was a bit obsessed with the music anyway. Yeah, it was wonderful. You and me both. It is now my
0: my favourite musical after seeing it. It's uh, overtaken Avenue Q. Well, uh, <laughs> equal, yeah, equally a good show, but yeah, oh, it was amazing. Clever, very clever show with uh, with all the the tech involved in it. I won't say too much for anyone who hasn't seen it, but yeah, very very good. Okay, yeah. so what advice would you give to anyone? looking to get into acting and to make it a career?
1: um, I would say hone in on your craft. So read everything you can. Read all the classics. Uta Hagen, Stanislaski, Meisner and practice at home. Just be in a room by yourself practicing your craft. That would be one of the main pieces of advice that I have. And try to forget about the industry and agents and all of that stuff, just when you're trying to make yourself the best actor that you can be. Because at the end of the day, it's going to come down to, are you good enough at your craft? Are you professional enough at your craft? And whether you're going to get through that audition or not. So that'd be my main advice and expose yourself to as many different trainings as possible. There's lots of wonderful evening classes all over the UK. I write for the stage and the main things that I write for the stage are for training. So I'm lucky I get to speak to lots of the schools and there's so much available. And there is stuff out there that isn't too expensive. There are training courses that you can do Online or in the evenings that won't break the bank and find the one that works for you because something that works for someone might not work for someone else. So just you know, go to trial sessions, explore different teachers, explore different methods, and then find one that you connect with and that works for you. Cool.
0: Very, very sound advice there, Sam. Very sound advice. And it's good to know that that's like that's what you write for the stage so you have the in-depth knowledge of that yeah very good very insightful so,
1: yes i mean i started. what's that sorry saying? i was gonna say i started writing for the stage doing their training articles about three years ago And I think when I first started, I thought, oh, you know, everything's London-based, everything, you know, if you want good training, you have to go to London. And actually, it's not true. There's a lot of stuff all over the UK, Manchester and Birmingham and Scotland, all kinds of wonderful, wonderful work. So you don't have to be London-based to get that amazing training, which I think is really cool. Yeah,
0: it's very cool. And I hope a lot of that training, as much as it can, has gone online with the way that the world is going at the minute. So people that do have the downtime can still be learning ready for when everything kicks back into gear, whenever that may be.
1: So yeah, online course, but I think it's fantastic that the masterclass, it's like a big online organization and you get really famous actors or directors who do this kind of masterclass? And it's really good value for money. I think it's 100 for the year or 200. No, it's 200 for the year. You get all the greats. I think Helen Miram does one of the acting ones, and it, it, they're ever so good. Um, great value for money. Yeah, sounds it. Helen Miram. Yeah, been taught by
0: Helen Miram, you know, just drop that into conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sam, I have one final question for you that we ask all of our guests. And it is, if your life was a musical,
1: what would it be called? Oh, oh no, I, I have to spend a week to think about this. <laughs> um, but I'll follow the advice I give my drama students, which is say the first thing that comes to your mind. If my life was a musical, oh God, chateaus and croissants. Wow. <laughs>
0: Very cool.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> very cool. Very, very fitting. Very culture based. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Sam, this is now your time. So that's all the questions. You can you can relax. Now is your time. If there is anything that you want to tell people about? Uh, Your book, where can people get your book? Let's start there. Your eight to 18 year olds acting book.
1: I think you can get it anywhere. You can get it off Amazon. You can get it from bookshops. I think foils have it. I think waterstones sometimes have it, sometimes don't. Smiths definitely have it. Yeah, you can kind of get it anywhere, but you can walk into a bookshop and it's good to support independent bookshops if you can. And you can go in and you can order from there. You can also get it from the Bloomsbury website. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. And and your fiction
1: books? Uh, Any released uh, out? No, not yet. So uh, they bought the option for the film and TV, which was uh, rights, which is really exciting. Stampede Ventures, which is ran by Greg Silverman, who was the head of Warner Brothers for three years have bought that which is exciting but the publisher is yet to be announced (laughs) Ah, okay watch this space watch this
0: space yeah keep an eye on our socials because because once we know sam that's it it'll be out everyone will know (laughs) wonderful sam is there anything else you would like to tell our listeners
1: I just want to say like follow your dreams and follow your hearts but that sounds really tacky <laughs> but <all>. I do <laughs> I mean it yeah and I just I think theatre is such a wonderful wonderful space to connect with people to be creative and I think connections the most important thing in the world right now and that's what I love about theatre it brings people together and we really need that right now
0: true very true wonderful wonderful words thank you very much for your time today sam really really do appreciate it we finally got round to to slotting this in but yeah i really do and thank you some some great advice and some interesting stories in there i must say
1: (laughs) thank you so much for having me
0: you are more than welcome Uh. At podcast.